You're tuned in to Germantown Community Radio, WGGTLP 92.9 FM, Philadelphia. My name is Lois Volta, and you're listening to The Volta Way. This is part three of a series on how to be clean. On part one, we went through some of the rules, just some basic little do's and don'ts. Your supplies, how to feel comfortable when you clean, maybe some things to listen to, some things to not listen to. We talked about managing time, priority lists, and we even went through some daily tasks. Now, if you haven't listened to part one, I would suggest you go back and listen to part one. And then go back and listen to part two. But if you're joining me on the airwaves here in the present, Wednesday, August 4th, at 1 p.m. Thank you, dear listener. Thank you. And I'm glad you're here. And I also wanted to let you know if you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask me, you can email me at thevoltaway at gmail.com. You can also go to my website, thevoltaway.com, and you can message me through there too. Thanks for tuning in. I really really appreciate it and I feel like I don't say that enough thank you and I also wanted to plug G-Town Radio here Germantown Community Radio is such a life-giving force when I was just starting I actually I, I had no radio experience at all and still what do I know they gave me the show and gave me a platform to be able to, I don't know, do this thing that I'm doing. But what they truly gave me is the courage to have a voice in my community. And I'm truly, truly thankful for that. I also want to say, if you're out there and you're the type of person that's like, I've got an extra 20 bucks or I've got an extra 500 bucks, donate it. Go to gtownradio.com um, and just push the donate button and donate. It's organizations like Gtown Radio that keep the spirit alive in communities and I just want to thank you and a special shout out and thanks to Tom Cassetta. Man, that guy works so hard and is a good guy. Listen to his show. It's up next. Or you can go. He records his shows and posts them later. It's called Listen Up with Tom Cassetta. I also post my shows and the shows that I've aired before on all the podcast places that you might listen to shows. It also airs on Villanova Radio. This show, The Volt Away, airs out of Villanova Radio every Saturday morning at 8. So that's another place you can listen to the show. But it's on like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that 
you know, all your podcast places. So if after you listen to this live or if you haven't listened to part one and part two, I just want to encourage you to go back and listen to them. Today on part three, we're going to kind of move through some of the stuff that we went through in part two. And on part two, we went over things like life is just better when things are clean and your house is organized and you feel like you're on top of things. It's just life feels better. Um, We talked about how to prepare our minds and our thinking and different mindsets and perspectives. And we even talked a lot about natural cleaning and hospitality. We covered a lot. From awareness to gratitude, go back and listen to part two. This is part three on how to be clean. I want to start part three off by talking about degenderization of the home. And we'll talk about equal labor within the home. But as silly as it might be or seems or feels strange me saying, I want to get into the nitty gritty on how to actually clean something. I want to be practical here and give you some tools on how to actually do the work. But before we get into the actual work, we have to get to a place where we understand why it's important to do the work. As a woman, a lot of times we can feel so heavy about housework and domesticity because it's loaded. It's loaded with the way that we've been brought up and the cultural expectations that we might have and whatever type of tension that we carry in our own homes about housework. If we have a heartfelt reason to do the things that we do, we're more likely to do it and be proud of what we're doing. For me, it makes sense when I look at the boatload of work that it takes just to live. I just would rather it mean something than it not mean anything at all. And I guess I'm just so tired of the nihilist, life doesn't mean anything, nothing matters, so just do whatever you want. It's, I'm just so exhausted from that mentality and I push back against that (laughs) with every grain of my being 
to dive into the most banal tasks and place meaning there to say, see, (laughs) there is a reason that I do every single thing that I do with passion and heart and hope. I mean, come on, we, we can't all live like that all the time. And quite honestly, I would just be exhausted and it's kind of ridiculous, but it's maybe a reason why I'd approach things a certain way. Like the dishes, like I talk about the dishes all the time. If I can put meaning into washing the dishes, then it gives me more incentive to do them. But let's talk more about female liberation and gender equality within the home. I'm going to talk about this from two angles, and I talk about this a lot. So if you've listened in before, you've heard me talk about this. And I also want to preface this by saying I understand that gender is a spectrum. And a lot of times I just talk from my own experience. But I work with all different types of people on the spectrum of gender. And I just want to say some of the trends that I've observed between men and women are interesting enough to point out and be able to identify patterns to help those in that situation. I also believe that humanness crosses gender. So if you feel like you identify with a certain type of energy, just hear it as that. So as a woman, Sometimes it is easy to feel resentful or to feel like things are loaded. Or if I only had so much more time in the day that I wasn't washing dishes, packing lunches, driving kids around, organizing this and that and birthday parties and calendar events and emails and all the things that just women are responsible for humans are responsible for but a lot of it in a household is managed by the woman now there are so many things that i see that men do in the household to contribute but it's not 50 50 and we know this come on we all know it and it's not even our collective our fault that things aren't equal this is the way that we were raised this is the way that we were brought up to think and believe about what gender is and moms and dads taught girls to be a certain way and taught boys to be another way so when we're with our partners or our friends or our family first is to put that lens on that you don't really know what's going through someone's head but they were raised in a culture where they understand the things about the home and domesticity that they were um, that they witnessed as a child we're at a point in history where we see women in powerful places we're still fighting for equal wages oh my goodness can you believe that (laughs) our 
rights to our bodies are still being fought for. In many states, the ERA hasn't even passed. I mean, women are not equal citizens. And it's bad in America, but we also know it's far worse in other places. But for now, let's just take that understanding and bring it into the home. Women were raised with certain cultural expectations and duties within the home, and we bring what we were taught or socially taught and culturally taught into our relationships right here and right now. And we have role models and we also have examples of how not to be. And we're just trying to navigate what to do and what's okay in this place and time in history where women's liberation is vibrating. Women are starting to hold men accountable for certain behaviors that no longer are socially acceptable. Being talked to certain ways, being treated certain ways, and standing up for ourselves. Now when it comes to the home, it's far more tricky because there's interpersonal, emotional, and psychological uh, energies that are all coexisting over the sink full of dishes. Most women will agree that housework isn't equally distributed in the home. A man might spend all day building something for the house. And I don't diminish the value of that work. But it's not equal to the countless hours spent cooking, doing dishes, and folding laundry. It doesn't equal the intense and physical and mental load required to run a functional household. When a man builds something and walks away, women are usually left with the perpetual upkeep. It's easier to build than maintain. And the maintenance of the home and family, the cooking, cleaning, washing, polishing, dusting, organizing, decluttering, it still falls disproportionately upon women. Working toward human awareness, opposed to his and hers, or male or female, just working towards human awareness, will start to free us from this old style of societal programming. Modern women often say their partners don't expect them to clean the house. However, from my experience, from being someone who goes into home after home after home and talks to people about their homes and how they operate, 
even among the most progressive couples, gender equality in the home is elusive at best. Inequalities in the home can be attributed to the societal conditioning that teaches men to expect labor from their mothers and their sisters and other women in their lives. But the thing is, men also expect women to accept these expectations. And there lies the conflict. In addition to the difficulties of being a woman in the workplace, I mean, that's its own separate thing. And there are professionals who can tell you all about that and the pressures of modern women in the workplace. But I wanna remind you that that's an actual thing that women carry every day when they go to work or if they're not working. There are certain types of pressures that women carry with them at work and they also come home to a second shift of expectations. The pressures on women within the home are also becoming increasingly personal. For instance, expectations for motherhood have changed drastically within the last generation. I mean, even from the time my kids were babies till now, things have changed, like a lot. Some playdates are planned for weeks in advance. Pinterest and countless TV shows remind us that someone always does it better. And the media compares our bodies to Photoshop to women on billboards and magazines and ads and through our feeds our social media feeds i mean we're compared women are compared to things that aren't even real the expectations aren't even real and after all this after all the pressure at home and outside of the home and socially and culturally we gotta go to target and buy toilet paper and shower curtains and dish soap and be totally excited about it and a lot of women are a lot of people get their thrill over buying something because it's some type of control and i I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of this too. This like societal programmed, like, I mean, we live in a capitalist society. This is the way it was designed. I give myself a break for getting jazzed to buy things for the house. It's also important to recognize that these things and a lot of these items are marketed exclusively to women. Or just to think, what here has me targeted? What are the bots picking up on my, you know, Google search here? 
what am I being targeted for as a woman? And am I feeling excited about it or not? Because these ads are trying to elicit excitement so I don't feel guilty that I'm buying something or that I'm not enthusiastic about being a woman. Outside of the home, women often emphasize traditional masculine traits in order to feel equal or to feel like, you know, the respect that they desire. You've got to be strong and straight to the point and forward just, just to get an equal wage or to feel like people talk to you respectfully. When does the pressure stop? Women are tired. And when it comes to the house, it's time to divvy up the chores and the household responsibility in a way that includes all sexes and all people and celebrates humanness. Now, that's something that maybe can elicit a heartfelt response to put a little pep in your step. Now, any mother can tell you that children are basically oblivious to the mess that they make. As children grow, some are taught to clean up their toys and tidy their bedrooms and cultivate a general awareness of how they interact with their surroundings. Others do not learn these things and develop little to no understanding of the impact that they make on their homes, their families, their communities, and their world. Additionally, parents teach their daughters different values for the home than they teach their sons. Is it a surprise that many adults don't know how to take care of themselves? That grown men expect things to be done for them? Is it all that surprising that women aim to please and tolerate? If we can teach children, if we can teach small children how to clean up their toys, can we teach men how to clean up their socks? Oh, but they work so hard during the day. They just need to relax. You know, they just need to get home and relax and do whatever they want for as long as they want or until dinner's ready. And honestly, they don't care if things are messy or not, so it just falls on me to do it. And I don't know, I'm okay with it. He works so hard, look how tired he is. And if I say too much, he might get angry. And I don't wanna be a nag, and I don't wanna be a burden. And look at how hard he works, so I'll just do it. And 
yeah, I work hard too, but I know how to do it and he doesn't know how to do it. And all right. Oh my goodness. Maybe I'll bring it up or maybe I won't bring it up, but I don't want to fight. I just want to be able to talk about it, but maybe I shouldn't talk about it because I don't know. It's, I just don't want to make waves. Why is this the script? And why do so many women fall for it? And fall for it, I mean, don't speak up for themselves. And the truth is, I believe that if women really spoke up for themselves, they wouldn't be in the relationships that they're in. Think about all that time your passive partner had all that time because they just didn't care. And the icing on the cake is they had everything done for them. Maybe it's more natural for women to have an awareness of the home and a life in balance or more likely women have been conditioned to believe this let me ask you this though is it possible to imagine a new type of masculinity that doesn't involve a fear of femininity or what's understood culturally as feminine in order for humans to thrive, for us to thrive, for people to thrive, everybody, the collective all, have to push through the cultural stereotypes and collectively become strong, powerful, sensitive, intuitive, resilient, nurturing, caring, fierce, soft, and beautiful. We as people, as humans, have the ability to hold it all, to be it all, and to do it all. On top of that, we can surpass and rise above judgment is it possible to drop the his and hers of housework and just cross over to human those types of reasons are also good motivation to do your own laundry And I speak again just from my experience with gender. From what I've seen, men need to be willing to drop the negative, demeaning connotations they associate with feminine work. Why is it weak? and boring to be caring and do housework and if it's so boring and trivial 
Why are women expected to do it? Labor is labor. Shifting out of pre-programmed norms about the duties of the household allows us to see a new lens and move closer toward a balanced house workload. It's the men that must dig deeper into their privilege and be willing to see the reality of the female condition throughout history. That male privilege has largely partitioned women from participation in culture, suppressed creativity, and prohibited equal rights and wages. Being too lazy to pull one's own weight says, hey, not my problem. Absolutely nothing will change in this world if men keep waiting for their meal. We all need to know that it's okay to learn how to cook and clean and do the laundry. You should be proud of being able to take care of yourself and to take care of those you love and to do it well without complaining. Learning these skills and embracing the truth of gender inequality in the home does not make any less of a man. To do this, to be that man, to be that human, it requires strength, humility, and an openness to cooperation. It is good to be engaged with life, to take pride in the way that we live, and to rethink what is actually feminine about housework, and to be an active, loving member of a household and a community. Work is work. Labor is labor. It should be equal in all parts in the home. And then you gotta use some personal flair. I don't like taking out the trash. Okay, I just don't like it. You want to take out my trash for me? Take out my trash. That'd be great. I just so happen to be good at this thing. It's because I learned how to do it when I was a kid. Great. You do that. I'll do this. Okay. It might look like pre-programmed domestic expectations, but you're at peace with it. As long as you're at peace with what you're doing and peace with the people in your home, you're good. You're good. You did it. You got there. But if you feel resentment, if you feel frustrated, if you feel like you want to have a conversation that you can't have a conversation about, it's time to stop and rethink the way that you're living. Make a new expectation for the household that you're all right, respected, and you are being treated equally.
That's alright, that's alright, that's alright, that's alright. Since my soul got a seat up in the kingdom, that's alright. My, my, mother, how you walking long? Your feet may slip and your soul may lose. Since my soul got seed up in a kingdom, that's alright. That's alright. That's alright. That's alright. That's alright. Since my soul got seed up in the kingdom. Hush, little baby, don't you cry. You know your mother been born to die. Since my soul got a seat up in a kingdom, that's alright. That's alright. That's alright. It gonna be alright. It gonna be alright. Since my soul got a seat up in a kingdom, that's alright. So long and tall, you ain't got fear, you'll short of fall. Since my soul got a seat up in a kingdom, that's alright. My, my mother, how you walking long? Your feet might slip on your soul, my lord. Since my soul got a seat up in a kingdom, that's alright. I've got a couple degenderization tips for you. And a good start is, I don't know, recognizing the personal impact that we might have on the home or the people we share life with. If you resent being a person who cleans up after everyone, I mean, examine ways you may be contributing to the mess before taking your family or your partner or your roommates through a warlike dirt eradication campaign, make sure you understand yourself and your own habits. It's really the only way to have a leg to stand on when you ask somebody else to do the same. I mean, for instance, if you go into your bathroom and you look at the bathroom mirror and there's toothpaste splatters everywhere, clean the mirror and make it look really good and then brush your teeth and find out if you're the person who's making a giant mess. If you're the person making the mess, then you can learn how to modify your behavior. And really, that one is a no-brainer. Just take a step back, or take two steps back as you're brushing your teeth, or just figure out um, just a new way that you're doing what you're doing so you're not the person contributing to the mess that you're yelling at everybody else you know, to clean up. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? You gotta 
You gotta own your own mess. It's also wise to avoid playing the martyr. I mean, you know in your heart you've been unequally yoked. <laughs> you've been burdened within the home and are the casualty of stereotypical gender programming. You're likely to be the only one in the home with the knowledge and the tools to make things right. Okay, ready? You can educate your family or the people in your house about these things and um, examine with them why women tend to be responsible for housework or show them that it's a privilege to be taken care of. I, mean, I remind my kids all the time how much I love them and how I want to take care of them and I want them to have a nice life and I want them to grow up in a world where they're equal. I also want to show them how to clean up after themselves so one, I don't get totally burnt out and two, I don't become the housemaid three, because I think it's important for them to have life skills but also so that I'm respected as their mom that they know that I want to care for them and I will care for them but that also that I shouldn't be taken advantage of the only way I can do this for my kids is to educate them All of this will undercut the feminine burden and will be more powerful and impactful uh, than any type of resentful scream for help. You know, every time I see myself kind of getting frustrated at the kids, like, I don't know, or just... When I... Stop, slow down, take a deep breath, and come up with a game plan. How can we make this better together? Because it's not really realistic for me to take all this on by myself. How can I grow my kids to be understanding individuals with a level of common sense? I do know some feminists and some women that will argue with me that gender equality really means that women should stop working the second shift altogether. Now, every home is different, but I generally disagree with this sentiment. Care for our homes, our families, and the things that we have, I mean, when we care for life, maintenance, whatever it is, when we care about our lives, we bring meaning into our lives. And just caring for things is actually necessary. I understand the impulse to opt out of traditional feminine roles. Trust me. However, now more than ever, 
it's necessary to carry a message of self-care, care for others, awareness, compassion, and hard work to our families and communities. In overturning the landscape of the home, we will begin to see broader change in how women are treated. We have a right to opt out of traditional gender roles. But I'm also afraid if women cut and run, that humanity will explode. It's also not worth running yourself into the ground. Keep yourself strong and healthy. Don't overdo it and don't try to do too much. You got to delegate. The skills, the knowledge, and the lessons that you have to share are important and need to be heard. If you choose the second shift, no one, no one should tell you who you are and what you do is trivial. Never let anyone look down their nose at you. You gotta know and trust that what you're doing is part of creating this beautiful life that we're living and enjoying and experiencing. Those who care for our world and are good stewards of our homes and this planet, those people are important. And they're more important than somebody at a desk selling something for you to buy. Sorry, it's true. And if this pandemic has taught us anything about the home, it's that our environment is really important and how we feel in our homes is important. In all of your work and all of your expression and who you are and how you live in your home, embody and teach this message. Be a thoughtful member of a household. Take responsibility for the impact that you make in the home. Ask and determine what you can give. Do not expect things to be done for you. Give and receive. Care about your surroundings and learn to care by paying attention. Work should be shared 
and it should never fall on one person to do it. Some division of labor in your home may fall along stereotypical gender lines, and this is okay, but all tasks within the home should be considered gender neutral. Well, that makes things a little bit easier, right? You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be so terrible. You've got something that you're like, you know, you've got morals and ideals of how you want people to be and how you want a household to be. And you want to be progressive, modern human that values equality and who cares about injustice who thinks it's important to speak up and to be able to accept truth and understanding and acknowledge privilege and do the right thing well start by cleaning the toilet how about that how about liberating women where you are how about looking at your partner and just having the thought how can I be a participant in your liberation today and then do it tomorrow <laughs> and then do it the next day get over the fact that you know you were brought up the way you were brought up and you live where you live and that you are in this point in history and that means that you might need to roll up your sleeves and accept that you're really messy and gross and that you've had your meals cooked for you and things paid for for you or you've had certain luxuries in life or maybe you haven't had any of that and you've worked really hard and you have to do everything on your own and you're tired and you just want to feel like um, that life offers a break now and then well you got to think your way out of the manual labor you gotta be smart and you got to maybe rethink the way that you've been doing it. Okay, so what does that even mean? Rethinking the way that you've been doing something when it comes to domestic work. One thing I always say to my clients or my staff is that you really have to start fresh. You need to press the reset button. You need to decide what your new baseline normal is. If it's a standard for cleanliness or clutter or, you know, what's in your home or just a set of behaviors. You have to have the new standard 
what's okay and what's not okay and be firm about that. Know what your boundaries are. It is not okay to feel disrespected. It is not okay to feel less than. It is not okay to not feel cared for. It is not okay to be cleaning up after everyone who is capable of cleaning up themselves. You just have to decide in your own heart and in your own self what the baseline is and then press the reset button make things the way that you want them to be for me i suggest doing a deep cleaning purging and rethinking of a space and you can start in one room and say this is the way that i want this space to be how i want it to feel and this is the way i want it to uh, maintain and set the standard for that one particular room until everyone kind of feels the groove and then move on to the next room and when you do that and when you set things up and you set up new standards for behaviors and respect you start to change the way you feel about your space and the way you feel about the people you live with. On a more practical note, I mean, I go room by room, but you can even break that down. You start at the door where you enter the room and where you leave the room. And you say to yourself, I'm coming into this space. I'm coming through this doorway to walk into this part of my life. And I'm gonna walk in with dignity. And I'm gonna look top to bottom and all around. And I'm gonna see what's in here. And I'm gonna know what's in here. And I'm gonna be intentional with what's in here. I'm going to be intentional with how I behave in here. And your body and your mind, they just, they shift and they align with uh, a higher spirit calling within you. And then you become less, um, less willing to tolerate uh, bad behavior and even our own bad behavior right it's like when I walk into a room and I know that I've been messy oh I mean I give myself a hard time I need to give myself grace and not be so hard on myself but I also know I can do better and I know that I'm being an example and I know that if I just did this or that it would have never gotten like that and I work so hard to make things nice why am I just like not caring if I keep it nice or not and now that I'm so far behind now it's gonna take a mountain of work just to like get it back to that place that I said I wanted it to be at and I let my my standards slip I don't know I'm like I'm not into that version of me that version of me I don't know I don't like it I mean I'm, I'm at peace with it and I don't I don't like it when I'm so hard on myself but I just like it better when 
don't know, just on top of my stuff. When I do the dishes, when the house is clean when I go to bed. It's really not that hard if I just set my standards. <laughs> I mean, if I have standards, if I just have them. Have standards. Well, I wanted to get to the nitty gritty and just give you some actual cleaning tips and maybe go and explore the kitchen a little bit. Some things that I look for or things that, I don't know, how I do things, how I clean them. But I got a little carried away. So join me in two weeks here on G-Town Radio for the next Bolt Away, How to Clean, Part 4. The Bolt Away is on every first and third Wednesday on G-Town Radio, 92.9 FM, or streaming at gtownradio.com every first and third Wednesday at 1 p.m. I encourage you, if you're just tuning in and heard this part three, to go back and listen to part one and part two. And you can go to my website, thevoltaway.com, and you can do that there. But what I really want you to do is to go home, or if you are home, just look around and ask yourself, how can I be helpful and how can I be loving to either yourself or someone you live with? And then make your decisions and your domestic decisions based in love and in kindness. And even when you're frustrated and you want to educate, you know, your family or the people in your house about how to be a better person or whatever you got to do it in love and I've made so many mistakes in my life just trying to get people to understand you know how hard it is and it, that doesn't work and tough love doesn't work and there's just kindness works kindness works and if those in your life don't understand kindness then maybe you should stop and reevaluate and again you gotta stop and you gotta just like you have to see if you're the person that's splashing the toothpaste mess all over the mirror I mean you've got to stop and look and see if you're the person that hasn't been that kind and then give yourself grace understand that mess happens life happens things get messy 
and you can always start again. You can start to lay new grooves in your brain to form new habits and new ways of being. So just do that. Accept it. Press the restart button and just start by, I don't know, cleaning your room or cleaning the kitchen or just doing something nice for someone around the house. It feels good to do nice things, so just do something nice. Guess what? You'll feel good. It feels better to do something nice for someone than to be angry that they're not doing something for you. But don't get taken advantage of. Know your boundaries. Know the standard. Have standards. You've been listening to The Volta Way. My name is Lois Volta. And thank you so much for listening. Up next, Tom Cassetta with Listen Up. Enjoy and have a really, really nice day and clean up. Put your laundry in the laundry basket or hang it back up in the closet. Just do the things you're supposed to do. Just get over it. Stop complaining. Happy cleaning. <laughs>